Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Welcome to the show, folks. Wildcard Weekend is here. I know a number of you were not happy with some of my takes. And to be honest, I don't really care. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, I meant what I said with my initial thoughts. These teams are underwhelming. You are going to see some matchups here wondering, man, I didn't know this team was this soft. And we are going to see that. I, I, I promise you, there's going to be a matchup this weekend where you're going to look at this and say, Man, I can't believe that team did not try to rally. There's going to be at least one matchup this weekend where that happens between some of these teams. I I I I know it to be true that that you're you're going to see it. So let's just get right down to it. Uh, starting off with the Browns and the Texans. You know, I was up front and clear with my assessment that the Texans kind of played their Super Bowl. They just get into the playoffs. Then with Jacksonville, I mean, (laughs) talk about a team with no backbone. Um, The Jags, uh, you know, fumbling the bag and gifting the Texans the division. Um, You know, with the Jags uh, not even being able to close out a Titans team that, for all intents and purposes, was doing a farewell tour. Little did we know that uh, Mike Vrabel was going to get fired in the most comical way possible. You know, again, some of these teams do not care about winning. Mike Vrabel getting fired is not about his recent performance. It has everything to do with what they're looking to do moving forward. Why pay a coach when you know you're going to be tanking? Why pay a coach if you know you're going to be tanking? That's what the Titans want to do. Vrabel wants to compete. The Titans are looking to tank and see what they get. If if Levis might be the guy, so be it. If not, they're going to tank as much as they can to try to get a, a top-tier quarterback. Vrabel wasn't down with that. Vrabel's going to have to go. I, I don't know why everyone tries to make it so complicated. It's really not that complicated. You know, it is what it is. So you got the Texans and the Browns. I don't love this matchup. I, I was very clear I don't love this matchup for the Texans. But, again, it's not as though Cleveland's world beater. It's Joe Flacco under center for Cleveland. I mean, come on. You know, I know everyone wants to give him NFL Comeback Player of the Year award uh, because of what he did. I, I want to be clear about this for folks. DeMar Hamlet's winning NFL Comeback Player of the Year. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> like... Yeah, what he did during the season. 
He literally came back from death. The the NFL is not like gonna pass up that story as part of their award show. I I hate to burst the bubbles of the Cleveland fans that are getting increasingly angry about that. So with that being said, you know from an actual analysis standpoint, this game's in Houston. I still don't love this matchup for the Titans. Uh, Noah Brown uh, looks to be back for the uh, Texans, but he exited uh, last go-round as well. You know, there's a very real chance Noah Brown gets injured again, not to, like, put Juju on someone, but let's be honest. Like, the, the injuries that he's been racking up this year, he's been injured four different times this year. You know, he he's only played about six games. Like he's he's been injured multiple times. He is not he did not play a, a full year. Uh, well, I mean, not even half the year. So it could easily again be Nico Collins because you know at this stage Robert Woods is a number three wide receiver at best. You know, it it could easily be just Nico Collins by himself against the Cleveland secondary. Which, again, I know they want to play man, but this is the most obvious example to be playing zone. The most obvious example. If if, if, if Jim Schwartz is playing man-to-man against uh, the Texas today, I, I just don't know what, what else to say. It, 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 it's just egregious decision-making. So, from that standpoint, the way I would look to set up for fantasy purposes... Because, again, you're trying to figure out how to put lineups together. And, you know, truth be told, you're more more or less looking for some combination of Nico Collins. And, again, I don't love the matchup for the Texans, but in a, in a catch-up script where they're down and they need points, that's when I can get behind uh, playing Nico Collins. And that's for fantasy purposes. There's the actual game, and then there's fantasy. So I'm good with playing Nico Collins. I'm good with playing C.J. Stroud. The reason why I'm good with playing them is that with a two-game slate, and so this, especially with the two-game slate, so you got a six-game slate on DraftKings, and you got the two-game slate just for uh, Saturday only. I will say that the reason why I like it for a two-game slate is I don't expect points in the Chiefs-Miami game. I'm going to say this again. The under is the bet for the Chiefs-Dolphins uh, uh, game. Just hammer the under. It's freezing cold in KC. The ball's going to be a brick. Someone's face is looks like they're going to be frozen off like, with frostbite, if they're exposed to temperature, like, you know, it's good. The the fact that this game's being played and the Buffalo game got postponed, actually, I got to talk about the Buffalo situation as well, because I'm I'm seeing uh, nonsensical tweets as well about that. Uh, I realize I'm all over the place, but bear with me, folks. We've got a lot of information flowing in um, in this uh, afternoon period, uh, right before these uh, games start to kick off. But reality situation is, I expect Cleveland to be up. This should be a game where 
Cleveland should be able to exploit the tight end position against the Texans because the Texans are terrible at guarding tight ends. And Joku and Harrison Bryant should have good days if Joe Flacco doesn't implode. And we've seen Joe Flacco implode during the year. You just haven't noticed it because Cleveland's been up by so much. But Joe Flacco has had some of these head-scratching moments where he just throws terrible picks. And that has actually been Joe Flacco's career, in case you haven't noticed. But, you know, realistically, it shouldn't burn them in this matchup. Because, again, on paper, this is one of the worst matchups. Actually, I think it's the worst matchup outside of Pittsburgh and uh, against Buffalo just because it's Mason Rudolph. But, you know, outside of probably that matchup, this is the worst matchup on paper of one side clearly being better than the other. It should be Cleveland's game. That being said, you know, they're not world beaters. None of these teams are. So it's going to take an A-plus game for the Texans to win. And they're going to need some help from Cleveland shooting themselves in the foot. So, again, kind of comes down to Cleveland defense. Are they playing man or are they playing zone? To me, you can double-team Nico Collins and still be uh, still be in a, a zone coverage. Uh, because all you need is everyone to have, uh, respect their zones. Who's going to take the cover off the... Uh, Top of the defense if it's not Nico Collins. To me, there should be one a person shadowing him the entire time and at a safety over the top. But and basically you uh if if you're and it's whoever's assigned zone it is. That's basically what it comes out to. If if he's getting one on one coverage, I'm gonna wanna slam my head against the wall because it's just bad, bad defensive planning. And again, I know Cleveland likes to do this, and this is why they've been lit up. Because, like, you know, everyone's been talking about the stat of Cleveland's defense has given up, on average, over 27 points on the road this season. It's happened. But if you look at the matchups, those were against top-tier matchups, which, again, when you're playing uh, in a division where you got a Lamar Jackson, like, Lamar put up numbers on them. Burrow put up numbers on them. You know, actually, Jake Browning put up numbers on them. Actually, I should be a little bit more nervous about Cleveland now that I say that. <laughs> that Jake Browning put up numbers on them. But, um, again, it still kind of comes down to where do you project now? And more often than not, folks do not pay attention to what the current team is now. And that's actually the discussion that we're going to eventually get to about the Eagles. But, you know, not to jump the gun. So, that being said, for fantasy purposes, I want to concentrate my efforts on Nico Collins. I will look at Stroud, especially for the two-gamer. I am not playing Patrick Mahomes uh, today. I I don't care. I'm not playing Mahomes today. It doesn't make sense. The, The... the spot does simply does not make sense. I would rather play uh, Stroud or Flacco before I get to uh, Mahomes, and even I probably would talk myself into doing though I don't love, I don't even remotely like the two-up matchup. But the Mahomes spot doesn't make any sense. That's just the simple fact of the matter at the QB spot. 
at the wide receiver spot, you know, the play's going to be uh, Amari Cooper. That's going to be the popular play. But as I said, I already told you, the Texans stink against tight ends. I would rather put the priority on both tight ends, which will be different from a fancy perspective off the bat because I don't think anybody's looking at Harrison Bryant, and he's still men at 2,500. Um, they're going to be looking at Kelsey, uh, and Joker's going to be popular, but they're going to be looking at Kelsey. Um, you know, it's not that I, you know, could Kelsey have a big game? Could, but it's freezing cold in Casey, you know, they are going to try to do the bare minimum and get everybody the hell out of there uh, without uh, extracting too much on the field. I just don't love the Chiefs passing game uh, tonight. To me, this feels more like underneath routes, Pacheco. Uh, there's no McKinnon, so Pacheco's going to get all the work. And then, you know, you can get some underneath uh, routes with Rice and Kelsey, but nothing too crazy from a yardage perspective from the Chiefs passing game. That's why I don't love Mahomes. But um, in terms of other wide receivers, uh, you can look at Elijah Moore, certainly. But the Texans have nobody else. That That's the biggest problem. Like You saw this. Mechie and Hutchison could not get any separation for the Texans when everybody was out. It was all Collins. And the, and the Colts... <laughs> the, the uh man the I hope Cleveland looked at the what the Colts screwed up last week and make the necessary adjustments because if if Jim Schwartz can't make that adjustment the, the, there's just too much uh, too much ego going on in the NFL because we literally just watched Nico Collins uh, single handedly win the game against the Colts last week the Browns should be able to stop this but you know stranger things have happened but like it, it just would be too comical uh, to even get into how uh, that could get screwed up. But anywho, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll talk about the Chiefs Dolphins. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, folks. Back at it. Chiefs, Dolphins. Man, you know, I will give my pops credit. 
because I thought he jumped the gun and he had this pegged. He thought the McDaniel offense was kind of fraudulent and basically called this team out well, well in advance a couple of months ago that this team hadn't done anything and won't do anything. I thought he was overreacting a tad, but yeah, <laughs> like that that team peaked with uh, beating uh, Denver by 70 and has never been the same since. Yes, they're fast, but as it's gotten colder and they haven't been able to use the movement pre-snap, it's just been Tyreek catching passes and nothing else. The, like If you literally look at it, it's just been Tyreek stat padding in most of their games. So, with the Chiefs, you know, essentially favored Chiefs, yeah, four and a half point favorites. I don't love the Chiefs line, but I have so little confidence in Miami that the four and a half is fine. But to me, the play here is the under 43 and a half. There's just not going to be points in this game. I don't care what anyone says. There's not going to be that many points in this game. If this game breaks 30, that is an accomplishment in of itself. That's it. Because if you want a team that's probably going to quit, it's this Miami team. That's the more likely likely scenario of them all, is that Miami gets an early touchdown, maybe gets a field goal, the Chiefs get ahead, and then nothing else happens for Miami in the second half. Like, you could bet the... I would almost say, because this game's at a 43 and a half total, you might get you might break 21 in the first half and then uh, bet the over for the first half but still hammer the under for the overall game total. Because I'm telling you, as this game gets even colder into the night, it's going to get even harder to score points. I hate this game from a fantasy perspective. I absolutely hate this game. Because, realistically, you're going to get volume targets for Kelsey and Rice. That's it. You'll get volume targets for Tyreek. That's it. And there still might be a scenario where none of these guys actually get into the end zone because they'll have to resort to a trick play to get somebody else into the end zone. So, even if they get the volume targets, there's still a very likely scenario that the early game between the Texans and Browns will outscore... All the primary players on the Chiefs and Dolphins sides. I hate this game for fantasy. Because where are the points coming from? I can easily see the Texans, uh, Texans Browns game. If the Browns mess, mess around and the Texans get off to a nice start, I can easily see that game breaking 60. If that game's break 60 on a two-game slate, and you got this snore fest... It's going to be really hard to beat a game stack featuring the Browns of Texas. That's why I would rather play the C.J. Stroud lineup over the Flacco lineup because the Browns can get up, try to run the ball, and the Texans just rack up passing yard points uh, and Stroud outscores uh, Flacco. And it, it could just, even if he is just throwing to Nico Collins and uh, Dalton Schultz, it could easily be that. Like, Travis Kelsey could be the fourth highest scoring tight end behind uh, Njoku, Schultz, and Harrison Bryant. No one even is talking about Harrison Bryant. But there's a, there's a reality that Harrison Bryant can outscore 
Travis Kelsey from a fantasy perspective, if Travis doesn't get into the end zone, you could get a random tight end touchdown and have that outscore Travis Kelsey. I, I, I know folks don't want to admit that's a possible reality for fantasy, but that's literally what could happen. You could get a backup tight end outscoring Travis Kelsey because of this game script environment. This is not going to be a high-scoring game. I, I, I feel as bad as a matchup it is for the Texans, I feel even more confident that you could just hammer the under on uh, this negative 18-degree game uh, real feel out in KC. And I think negative 18 might be kind of. I think it's actually negative 23. I, I have not checked the updated forecast for tonight, but it's just, it's just going to be freezing cold. So, again, do I love anything about this game? No. But from a betting perspective, you just take advantage of what you can. And to me, this is uh, the actual scenario. You you have to take the under where you can and kind of go from there. Like the, the, It really is that simple. Uh, you know, sometimes like the, uh, what is it, Occam's, uh, Occam's Razor, like is often the, uh, the most uh, obvious answer is the simplest one. You have to just take the under and expect a lower scoring game. Like try try to rethink the wheel of finding a game script where the Chiefs and Dolphins are going to outscore the Browns, Texas. It, it's just it's just not there. It is not there. That's why I I am not a proponent of Patrick Mahomes today. I don't love Kelsey. Maybe Rice gets there, but there's a chance that Julian Watson might actually be able to catch a ball tonight. Or MVS might be able to catch a ball. I'm, I'm, you know, it's not like MVS has caught like that many balls in the past month. So maybe, maybe tonight he's due. Uh, you know, uh, my pops is traveling, so he can't give his pick. But he he already said in advance, like the the easiest pick of the week is just betting against the Dolphins. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I I wish I could say something more exciting, but. To me, the more captivating matchups are in the subsequent days. This day one, you know, as I said, it was underwhelming. It's underwhelming for a reason. It's like, I feel this is a very straightforward game. Sorry for the Miami fans, but you had your chance to win the division, and you blew it, and now you got this matchup, which I don't think the team wants any part of, and I don't think they're even remotely ready for it, given how... They ended the year. So, uh, that's the Miami situation. So, final thoughts. Uh, you know, we are most certainly on the Texans-Browns uh, game. Even though I think the Browns should handle the Texans. I think the catch-up script for the Texans works quite well from fantasy purposes. Because you're going to have Stroud throwing to Nico Collins and focusing in on him. Whether or not he gets picked off or not is of no consequence. It's the playoffs. You, you're you're going to do everything you can, and they only got one weapon in Nico Collins, so they're going to force-feed him the ball. You know, that's why I think Nico Collins is going to outscore every uh, skill position player in the Chiefs-Dolphins game, even if he is on the losing side. I think he outscores Tyreek. I think he outscores Kelsey. I think he outscores Mahomes. You know, even though Mahomes is a QB, I still think Nico Collins is probably going to outscore Mahomes. 
that's how ridiculous uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the game environment is for the KC uh, matchup. I, I just don't see how uh, these games, uh, this uh, this uh, Chiefs game, uh, scores high. I, I I can't see it. Can't see it. So, anywho, uh, let's uh, yeah. So, final thoughts. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the Buffalo game getting postponed and. You know, the brouhaha from everyone complaining about the game getting postponed until Monday. Listen, it is blizzard conditions in Buffalo. It's a complete whiteout. There is no functional reason for anyone to be on the road getting to Buffalo. For everyone complaining, why doesn't Buffalo have a a dome? The the dome makes no freaking difference if you can't get to the stadium or you crash your car because you can't drive because there's no visibility. There is zero visibility on the ground at the expected time with this blizzard hits. No one should be on the road. There is no reason to be tasking first responders to save your dumb ass being on the road trying to get to a game uh, for Sunday. It doesn't make any sense. So, no. Everyone's saying that it's gotten soft and the politics... We had over 50 people die last year in a, from a very similar storm because they were out on the roads when they weren't supposed to be. You know, at a certain point, common sense has to take precedent. I know everyone wants their football. I, my show is predicated on you guys watching football, so I get it. But I'm not, like, advocating for you guys to, like, get killed trying to watch a football game. It, it, at a certain point... You actually have to use some level of common sense. So, yes, there's no reason to keep a game at 1 o'clock when no one can get to the stadium. And they're at more risk to themselves and others in the process of doing so. So, no, let the first responders take care of actual emergencies as the blizzard's unfolding. So, no, everyone complaining on Twitter today about domes or the need to postpone a game or move it later at night like stop stop it literally buffalo is going to be pounded with snow with zero visibility you were not getting to the game and even when the snow clears you cannot clear that stadium in any given time until the next day because guess what Buffalo doesn't have a heated stadium. That's another debacle in of itself. But since the uh, Bills got a sweetheart deal from the governor to get a new stadium built with taxpayer money anyway, that that's a story for another day. But currently, the Bills do not actually have a heated stadium. So by the time the game even tries to get underway, you're, you're still going to have to uh, get that in Orchard Park you're still going to have to get everyone to shovel uh, uh, shovel out the uh, the actual arena and uh, to unfreeze the tarp on the field. It, it's, it, you know, like I said, it's going to take a while for them to get that field ready. So, like I said, th- that blizzard hitting, it is what it is. You ain't getting to the game. 
That's why they had to move it to Detroit in the first place last year. I think everyone forgot that storm happened, that they had to move the game, and people died during the, uh, the storm. Anyway, you know what? I, I, I'm, I, I hate to leave it on a downer, but it, it, it is what it is. But tomorrow, uh, Green Bay-Dallas. We'll talk about that one because, you know, that game can flip on a, on a dime. And I still don't know what Cowboys team is going to show up. It, it's going to be it's going to be hilarious um, to talk about that one. Uh, Detroit uh, uh, Detroit uh, Rams, um, you know, Detroit versus the L.A. Rams. Uh, I I I, I want to. I always in my head I'm always thinking St. Louis, uh, <laughs> and then uh, you know the the Monday night. Uh, well, actually, we got to talk about the Steelers. Uh, uh, Steelers Bills game getting moved to Monday, but that that that'll be forthcoming. Well, we'll probably talk about that tomorrow too. Um, and then of course uh, Tampa and F- what's left of Philly. Uh, I still don't think people have that game pegged correctly at all. But you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk further on that uh, note. So again, day one. Uh, I'm not expecting much. Hopefully, I get surprised somewhat, and it will go from there. But, uh, yeah, it would not shock me in the slightest if the uh, Texans-Browns uh, game breaks 60 and we're under 30 for the Chiefs-Dolphins. Uh, uh, Wouldn't shock me in the slightest. So, anywho, have a good one, folks. Be well. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.